Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. 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 Oh wait. Tim. Oh. Wait, Tim. Uh, I'm doing a bit. It's a good bit. I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah, because we're going to be talking about a new film that just came out on Friday. Uh, Netflix released In the Tall Grass, which is based on a Stephen King and Joe Hill story. Is it was it a novel or a novella or was it? A, was uh, it? It's a Kindle single. <laughs> yeah, we've joked about this in the past about how it's like a dating <laughs> app. Yeah, uh, I'm a Kindle single. Oh. Find Kindle I mean, singles near you. Okay, see. <laughs> I'm not sure what the like actual term is because I know uh, like it, it's not a full length novel. Um, so I don't know if you'd say short story or sometimes people like to say novellas, but I don't know how long it something needs to be to be a novella. And uh, I did read this, but it was on my Kindle, so I don't know how many pages uh, it was. Um, mm. It's pretty short though. It's like you, you can you know get through it in like probably less than an hour. Interesting. So you're telling me it was probably written on like toilet paper, like you just it was in the bathroom and you thought. Sure. Uh, I don't know why they're both in the bathroom together because they co-wrote it, but you, you know that's. Well, they're family, so. <laughs> so yeah, we'll start spoiler free as we always do, of course. And it's the October thought. I haven't even mentioned that yet. It's October. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the month of Halloween. We're doing episodes every single goddamn day, or at least as close as possible. Although. Uh, me and Tim will be scheduling things after we record and we'll see how feasible that is mm-hmm. but um, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about this this, this movie film uh, I'll just remind you before we start movie this movie film I'll remind you before we start because we're getting quite close now to a couple of things uh, one is the deadline for a user submitted uh, vote where you can vote for your, your top horror movies of all time you do that by sending in your top 25 or top 50 whatever amount you want to do um, of your horror films of all time ranked you know number one through 50 or 25 and you know the idea is that the you know, movie at number one gets the most points number two and gets less and so on and so on and there'll be a results show and it'll be a top 50 horror movies list that is basically assembled out of what you guys have voted for and we'll be doing the results of that towards the end of the month the deadline for that is the 20th of october that is october 20th so if you can write your lists up, uh, you can send them to mftvquestions at gmail.com. Uh, so if you do that uh, and do that by the end of October 20th, uh, then we'll be, we'll be uh, giving you results and you can be a part of that and get your movies higher up in the list. Uh, so do that. Yeah, I'd be uh, really interested if there's any movies on the list that neither one of us have seen. That would be interesting. Um What's, what's funny is that uh, I, I did this for movies in general. In fact, me and Tara just recorded the uh, the first half of the results of that uh, in the last few Wait, days. movies in general or sci-fi movies? No, movies in general. Because it wasn't like an ace oh, thing. Sense. It was something I... Because I did my own top 100 and I said, hey, this would be fun. <laughs> and I just roped in Tara to be on the show for the reactions <laughs> so there'd be someone else, you know, okay. going, ooh, oh, oh, ah, that's too high, that's too low. Ah. Um, <laughs> and... Um, it's been interesting so far. The first half of it was was uh, interesting. Although um, I don't think there was any I hadn't seen. I think there was maybe one or two she hadn't seen, but but it was only one or two. I, but I had seen them all, I think, so far. But uh, it would be curious to see yeah, if if there's any that neither of you or me have seen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, so that's October twentieth is the deadline for that, and you can send them to mftvquestions at gmail dot com. And then the other date that's important is the very day after that, and that is October the twenty first. 
because of the very t- day the very day because of the October <laughs> 21st that's the Monday uh, that night we are going to be doing a special streams after midnight that is a live stream with both of us uh, we will be streaming uh, obviously just chatting to people in chat uh, and then we'll be doing a live viewing of of the movie Pieces uh, which obviously you'll have to get your movie yourself so make sure you've got a copy I think it's on Shudder I think someone even said they can find it on YouTube you can go look for it but uh, we're all going to watch it in sync and make jokes have fun uh, and mm-hmm. do whatever uh, after some you know an hour or two of like Q&A or whatever but um, so it's going to be a fun night it'll be kind of whatever we've cleared our schedules we'll clear our calendars and that's going to be uh, what we do. So that's October 21st. So make sure you join us on YouTube uh, for that. So if you listen to the audio feeds uh, for this, uh, the YouTube, if you've never, if you've never beat the YouTube channel, it's uh, just Mail Fuzz TV on YouTube. Easy, easy to find. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that on October the 21st. So list to be sent yeah. in by October 20th, a live stream on October 21st. And then 10 days after that, October 31st is Halloween. So, you know, people might want to. Just remember that, you know. The twenty-one plus ten is thirty-one. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm well, sure. Well, I'm saying you're talking about important dates, so people probably want to mark down thirty-first Halloween this year. So this year, just this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, and it is just worth mentioning one final thing. That live stream that we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, that is actually something that if we hit a goal on Patreon, we'll do every mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're doing a special one-off for Halloween. Uh, on October the 21st to give everyone a taste of what that would be so mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go that's all the, the house cleaning all, all t- you just see all, all the Patreon money like start to subtract after it <laughs> <laughs> so people realize what they're getting <laughs> yes that's exactly what's going to happen um, I'll probably, yeah we'll abort the stream like half an hour and I'll just I'll see where the way it's going I'll like, you know what Tim I'm just going to boot you from the stream this is a, this is a bad idea this was terrible. All right, so uh, finally, we could start talking about the movie because I'm talking about In the mm-hmm. Tall Grass. Uh, the mm-hmm. plot of which is basically that he, he... Well, I thought there were a couple at first. It wasn't until after that they, mm-hmm. they mentioned at one point they were brother and sister. Uh, but, you know, it's a man and a woman and the woman's pregnant and they're in the car traveling to a new like, like town or something like that. Like, like it, was, it was a fair assumption uh, to make. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so they they pull over because they hear so they pull over for pregnancy reasons. She's she's feeling sick, but <laughs> pregnancy reasons, pregnancy reasons. <laughs> but they hear a voice coming from the long grass, which just happens to be the side of the road. And uh, you know, like it's actually kind of funny to me how random the location this is. There's no like it's just between places. There's no like I don't even think they mention like what state they're in at any point. Maybe they do. It's probably Maine because it's always Maine. Think... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I think they mention that they're going to San Diego, but then in the end, I mm. think they say they're coming from Kansas. So yeah, and they said they're somewhere like... in between there. <laughs> yeah, they said they're two days into the trip. It's been two days since they left. So yeah. someone could probably figure out roughly where they are, you know, given that route and given how much time it's been. But uh, so yeah, it's, it's a giant, you know long grass field and they hear this kid shouting for help and they ultimately go inside and the, the cookie shenanigans start to unfold and they can they can't get out they, they, you know no matter what they do no matter how they turn it starts playing tricks on them where they'll hear each other from different directions and then they'll instantly switch as if as if they're being moved around like a pieces of a, of a puzzle uh so that i'll just say that we'll, we'll save everything else for spoilers i think um but that is the general idea is people are trapped in the long grass and of course there's maybe something sinister going on because you know it's not just a movie about being lost but i mean that's a big part of it (laughs) so uh tim Mm. did you enjoy in the tall grass 
Um, so I, I have been thinking about it for quite a while. I've had a, a whole day to ruminate on the, this film. Um, cause I, I think after I, f I first watched it, I, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. And then the more I think about it, um, it, like I definitely don't hate it. Uh, I, I still liked it, but I don't know. I, I think I'm starting to see the flaws uh, a bit more. It's definitely not perfect, but there was, uh, you know, parts of it that I did enjoy. Um, so it, it's kind of tough. Uh, it's uh, it, it feels like a little bit like a missed opportunity because like one of those ones where um, I can see where a lot of this stuff I, I think would have been good, but uh, you know, there's just uh, like ah, oh, some things here, some things there. They could have maybe get rid of this, shorten it up. Uh, maybe explain some certain things, make things a little clearer. Uh, and you could have had a, a nice little gem on your hands. Uh, instead, you got this, which I, I think is like a fine movie, but it's, yeah, definitely not like as good as uh, I was hoping it to be. It kind of sucked, let's be honest, Tim. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I I probably also wouldn't challenge someone <laughs> that <laughs> good. <says> that. <laughs> good, because I'm, I'm about to see it. I did see it, in <laughs> fact. Uh, it's... I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Don't get me wrong, sure. but it's it's like I feel like it. Interesting enough idea early on, mm -hmm. right? The idea of getting out of the grass and then you can't get back out, and it's, it feels like the directions are playing tricks on you and and whatever. Um, and I called like a big element of it almost immediately. Um, now admittedly, the element I called is kind of introduced like thirty or forty minutes into it. It's not like it's a late late movie twist, so it's not you know that big a deal. But um, so I just I felt like. You know, a couple of the actors weren't amazing. You know, I mean, Patrick Wilson's in there, but um, some of the others I wasn't as keen on. And I did feel like once it really started to go kind of more into its plot and get a bit more nuts in the in the back half, there was a lot of elements that started to feel really kind of undercooked to me. Like, it, it felt yeah. like... Again, I can't really reveal any of this because it's all full on spoilers. But, yeah. <laughs> um, like the stuff it was playing with, um, once it once it get past they sort of because the the first like twenty thirty minutes is very much like almost like one big prologue to kind of set up kind of the ideas, um, and it feels like it's kind of almost like we're going to switch to new characters, but then it kind of does like a, a kind of switcheroo and a bit of a trick here or there, and it mm. it kind of plays with what it's doing, and those those ideas are. Fine. I, I think honestly, one of the big problems I have with it is that ultimately a movie that's set, you know, ninety five percent of it in long grass is that it's not that interesting to look at. After a while, it just feels like everything looks the same. And yeah, uh, well, I I actually did like a lot of like the scenes of the grass during the day. Like there was some like overhead shots um, sure. where like you know you'd have kind of like the breeze come in and it was very quiet and calm. I like that kind of eeriness to it. The thing that really got me was a lot of it takes place at night and I thought it was like so dark. Like I was having trouble seeing like a, you know a lot of those night scenes and it was just like you know not great <laughs> to look at when you kind of like straining your eyes yeah. or trying to figure out exactly what's going on and I mean I guess it's kind of cool to you know, because it is, you know, dark, there'd be no lights out there, and that can kind of help with the creepiness factor, but after a while, I'm just like, let's get some lighting in here, please, like, please, anything. Yeah, I, no, I felt the same way. It's one of those movies where if you're not watching it in a pitch black room, you're going to struggle with the nighttime scenes. Yeah. Uh, it just, it felt that way the whole time. I, I, I think it just... I don't want to be too negative on it because I do kind of gen generally likes the idea of it. Although it kind of loses me a little bit as it adds more stuff to it uh, later on. 
Yeah, I think one of the problems uh, with this is uh, it was based on a short story, and I think you can kind of tell mm-hmm. that it's very short story-ish because uh, there's um, so much stuff that they had to expand upon, you know, to actually ha- – because if, if it was just based on the short story, it probably would have been like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, which actually could have been like a really cool short. Um, yeah, but then I think you have been, to pad it out so much. Yeah, I think it would have been better because I, I honestly, I, I was kind of thinking that even in the opening scenes, once to get into the grass, I was like, this is, this is a fun idea, but I don't see how we get a, a, a hundred minute movie out of it, which by the way, it felt a little bit too long. It was, I could have shaved oh, 10 without minutes. A doubt. Yeah, I think that that's probably like my first like big complaint would be, and I think um, Connor had watched this before, so he had mentioned it earlier, mm. uh, that it was way too long. And I, yeah, I could definitely see this uh, being even like less than 90 minutes, like, you know, 80 something ish movie probably would have worked a lot better. Yes. Um, no, I had a great phrase in a podcast actually this past week. Um, <laughs> the first 90 minutes are free. Anything after that you have to earn. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's, yeah, that works. Um, no, I, uh, no, I had a tough, a tough time with it, and I lost, I lost more interest as it was going on. And then once it got to the second half and it was doing kind of like, there, there was a lot of like running in the long grass like from someone and then finding a place kind of like resetting for a minute and then running again and there was a lot of that back and forth and it had it has that kind of effect where because everything looks the same and because it feels like we're just sort of going in circles and i know they just kind of try to emulate how they feel in the movie but the mm. problem is, is it's just not that fun to 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 watch or or, or be a especially part of. after a while it, it starts to feel really repetitive yeah like uh I, I totally get that. I was I was pretty much with it for a, a good portion, and then yeah, I did kind of start feel a, a little bit of a you know fatigue, probably in that middle-ish section, and then it kind of I don't know got me int- peaked up again like towards the end. But um, yeah, and, and I guess it might just be an issue with uh, again the running time and stuff. Could have maybe if you shaved it down, you lose a little bit of that kind of mm-hmm. same sameness that you feel throughout it. But I don't know. I do uh, also think that the ending fe- feels a bit cop-outy to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It feels a bit cop-outy. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the film's directed by uh, Vince- uh, Vincenzo Natale, who, if you might recognize that name, because he directed Cube. Uh, and Cube yep. is a very notable movie. It's a sci-fi a movie where a group of characters wake up and they're in like various cube rooms and all these rooms, all the sides of the, the rooms have doors that go to more cubes and uh, some cubes have traps in them, some don't and it's because this very tense kind of mystery of like, why, how do we get out and why are we here? And the, the, the random characters try to figure it out. Um, what's funny is that, that this movie, bizarrely, I felt like it was kind of almost not ripping off his own movie but i could de- i definitely got this feeling of like yeah they're kind of in this place they can't get out of and mm. um, no matter what they do like there's almost like a trick to trying to find your way to certain areas there's a, there's a rule that's introduced early on um and you know cube had a lot of that where it's okay we don't know what rooms are safe to go in we have to try and get to the edge of the, the, the big cube that all these cubes are in um and there's maybe rules to try and figure out which ones have traps kind of thing like i don't know there was like a, this weird mechanical thing where it almost felt like a looser version of cube in places I totally I got that feeling as well like it's funny because on paper they sound like two completely different movies but when you watch them you actually do see like oh these are kind of similar and I think especially some of the uh like later cube movies uh like cube 2 and stuff uh mm-hmm. it starts to bring in some angles from that 
I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll mention what that is when we actually get to the uh, <laughs> yeah the spoilers. But yeah, um, I, I I came out of it just kind of feeling deflated. I, I was I, and I, honestly, like, and this is where you know I'm kind of like out in a movie is that it took me three chunks to watch it. I didn't sit do it in one sitting. Uh, yeah. Um. I you know I watched about I got through like the like an hour of it, so I, I watched a majority of it or over half <laughs> at least in one chunk. And then the rest of it I watched in two like small twenty minute segments because I just <laughs> like that's as much yeah. as I could stomach at one time. I just mm. I was so out on it, uh, which is mm. a shame. But uh, I guess I'd love to say I'm surprised, but Netflix original movies uh don't have a great track record. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I I definitely had high hopes for this one because I I really love everyone involved, like the. You know, big fan of the director, big fan of Stephen King and Joe Hill, obviously, and you know, I like the premise. So, uh, again, I'll, I'll say that I'm uh, more positive than you on it, and I think in general, some of the reactions I've been seeing from people, I seem to be a little bit more in the positive spectrum. But I, I don't, I can't really say too much. Like, I can, uh, I, I can tell you, Con- <laughs> I can, I can tell you, Connor hated it because he. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when I said this is what I was watching yesterday. Uh, he just made this face. He was like, "Oh, I was like, oh okay. <laughs> all right." That gives me an idea what to expect. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, can, can we just point out here though that this year's had Pet Cemetery, which was mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Had It Chapter Two, which was not much better. Um, and In the Tall Grass, which I think is probably the best of the three, admittedly, but st- still like very yeah. mediocre, bordering on bad. Uh, Doctor <sighs> Sleep has a lot to make up for if it's going to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm still holding out hope. Uh, it is great that we are kind of experiencing this, you know, King Renaissance, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, nothing has been like too great uh, so far. Um, and I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like the nature when these things, like you know, if King is coming back and people are getting excited and he's popular again, you're just going to see more adaptations, which means you're going to see more bad ones. But uh, yeah, I wish we'd at least see at least a couple of good ones. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was its fault. It, it, it chapter one came out, made seven hundred million dollars, and then everyone was like, "Oh shit, we need to start pumping out Stephen King adaptations." But I mean, you know what's funny though is, uh, like before that, I forget if it was like right before or right after, but there was a couple of good like adaptations throughout the last couple of years that I really liked. Like I was a big fan of Gerald's Game. I really mm-hmm. like nineteen twenty two. Um, yeah, I think both uh, Netflix movies, funnily enough. Yeah, and like those, I, I thought were done pretty well. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> this year, uh, everything's been kind of yeah. less than ex- too exciting. Yeah. But I have uh, been digging um, the book stuff still. I, I like sure. the, <laughs> the last couple of books he actually put out. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, Gerald, Gerald's game I thought was good until the ending. I thought the ending kind of let it down for me, which is honestly for me a, t- a problem that I have with Mike Flanagan a lot. I think he's a good mm-hmm. director who always whiffs the no well almost always whiffs the ending i think hush mm. is the only one that i really think he didn't uh and haunt the hill house does whiff the ending but it kind of gets away with it oddly because it's like a 10 episode show so it's like okay so the finale kind of is a bit weaker but yeah yeah um yeah i mean with both of those i, uh, I i'm not saying i wouldn't say i'm a staunch defender of the ending but they didn't bother me that much sure like yeah they could have been better but it didn't you know, have uh, much of an impact uh, on the like, you know, body of work as a whole. Are you going to defend Absentia, Mike Flanagan's first movie? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's when you were talking about uh, 
you know that in the other uh, video we did. Uh, I I um I don't remember really much about but i do remember when it came out i i watched it and did not like it i, I really couldn't tell you anything about it but mm. uh i think flanagan is a really interesting guy which um i can't think of too many other creators where i felt like this but he's someone where i've liked pretty much like everything he's done like more and more uh because when absentia came out i had some people saying like oh this is like really good check this out and then i watched it and did not like it but then everything since then i've watched and been like okay, I like this a little bit better. Okay, I like this a little bit better. Okay, I like this a little bit better until to the point now where like I'm totally, you know, a fan of the the man. Like anything he does, I'm going to have a, you know, peaked interest in. You're a, um, you're a Flanifan. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's not a bad name for it. Uh, but I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people that, if you really like someone, usually you'll, um, you know, be a big fan of like everything they've done or like, you know, you'll discover them later on, but then go back and watch the old stuff and then be like, Oh, well maybe it's not as good, but I can see where he's coming from here. But, mm. um, yeah, it's interesting. He, he worked his way up. Yes. Yeah, fair. fair. Uh, then we'll go into spoilers. <laughs> I, I, so we've already talked about it without, because like so much of it kind of changes fairly early on. Uh, so fill spoilers for In the Tall Grass, although I will remind you at this juncture that you can go to patreon.com slash TV and support us for as little as $1 per month, and for that $1 you get access to an exclusive episode that's bonus, a bonus episode that's exclusive to Patreon every month. Um, in fact, because it's October, we're doing four this month, all four Wishmaster movies, the first of which is already up at the time we're doing this. So, mm. uh, plus there's a back catalogue of the previous month's bonuses, so you can go and get all that for $1, plus there's a lot of stuff, to the $5 to you get a vote, um, you get early access to a lot of stuff. So go have a look, see if uh, that interests you, and keep the content coming and help support the show. And, uh, yeah, uh, so, full spoilers for In the Tall Grass, and I kind of, like, guessed quite quickly, for whatever reason, I don't know what gave me this feeling, but I immediately kind of went, there's going to be timey wiminess in this. Mm. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> um, there's going to be timey wiminess in this, and, um, like, you know, because this, 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 this brother and sister go into the grass, they're looking for this kid, um, the, she runs into... Uh, Patrick Wilson at this section briefly and we get to see him and he's like oh I'm looking for my son and that's the young boy we've been hearing and, mm. and whatever uh, but there's kind of like a weird ending to this this part where you know if we hear her scream we don't really know what's what's happening uh, they get to the point where they are lost uh, separately and mm. you know it's just kind of like setting up the, the basic kind of rules of, of the movie and and like when they get lost, it's not like you can get lost very easily. Like if you just kind of get like a little bit apart from each other, yeah. um, you know, it not only time, but like it does weird things with space, uh, which uh, I, I kind of like the scene where they're, you know, yelling at each other and then they have to like jump up to, you know, try to see where each one is. Mm -hmm. like, I thought that was like a decent scene. And then they do it a second time and, and they've moved like, yeah, like, a, you know, a bigger distance apart. Um, I will say very early, it didn't take long for me to start getting annoyed at these characters <laughs> shouting each other's names like constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you know, her name's Becky. I heard that a ton. His name's Cal. We heard that a ton. Um, Tobin's Tobin, the kid, a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, we get Travis, who's the father of the baby. Um, because once they have kind of their ending, and it's like you know, twenty-five minutes in or whatever it is, uh, we cut to Travis coming in to look for them. Uh, and he's like showing photos of them up and down the road. He's looking for, her. and we find out later that this is like two months later. 
and he eventually gets drawn into the the field um because he you know he, he finds like something that belongs to becky at the side of the the field and he's like oh maybe maybe she's in here somehow and he goes on searching for her, and he actually runs into the kid that they were looking for but we never really got to see him before uh this tobin who who's from later in the timeline because he's all dirty already and he's he's kind of being weird um and it turns out that he is uh you know he he says something like uh you know it's easier to find things when they're dead which actually sets up one of the rules it's, it's how a lot of them find each other quite soon is that there's at one point there's a dead dog and because the dog's dead and the dog the dog won't move they can actually if someone's at the dog and they they shout out they will stay in the same place so everyone can kind of get to them um yeah. it's okay fine i like rules you know i like rules uh, <laughs> and stuff like this uh unfortunately it's kind of the only rule and some of the time away me stuff does just feel like it's just making up stuff as it goes along to justify whatever it's going to do next kind of thing yeah uh, i think a problem here is it feels like they're trying to add too much stuff like uh, this whole time stuff wasn't really in the short story and uh, mm. actually neither was travis like the short story is just like cal and becky they basically you know uh go into this grass they get separated and you know they eventually run into you know uh travis and uh Ro- the father i think is ross um ross. Uh, is that travis you mean tobin Oh, sorry, sorry, Tobin. Yeah, uh, Tobin, and then uh, yeah, his father Ross, and then uh, yeah, and then eventually, eventually, you know, some weird stuff happens, and uh, you know, uh, Ross gets all crazy, and then they have like a, you know, they keep meeting at this uh, that rock thing, which is just kind of weird. But there's no like time stuff. There, there's no weird uh, grass, you know, demons. There's no like uh, weird things where you're ending up in like a was it like a bowling alley or farmhouse or whatever yeah it was um um, because it's like tribal people we see these every so often there's like tribal people uh (laughs) except instead of faces they have like just like patches of grass for for faces kind of weird yes and like and obviously you're gonna have to add something because there really isn't much to to go on you know without but and i don't know it kind of feels like they maybe try to add too much (laughs) like you know, yeah, you got all the time stuff, you know, plus, yeah, the, you know, these runes and, um, you know, weird demon things and symbols and, like, you know, the rocks making people going crazy. And then you have, uh, you know, the father is, is now, like, trying to kill everyone over and over again. And it's like, uh, I don't know, yeah, it feels like maybe too many things. Yeah, but the weird thing is, it's, it's not just that there's some time travel going on with, like, you know, because Travis, when he goes in the maze, he finds Becky... Uh, dead he finds a deceased version of becky but then like the next day he finds like becky and cal and it's like they've just been there for like five minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. and like they end up being together and they've teamed up mm-hmm. um and they meet up with, with tobin so they're like a little group for that while and then eventually they find the father uh, ross played by patrick wilson who takes them to the rock and then we find out that he's crazy and he, squ- he actually kills his wife who shows up by squishing her head inwards because <laughs> that's a fun scene um, and that, that's you know it's whatever but like we have this weird type thing where he's actually killing like v- versions of them over and over again mm-hmm. uh where like so it's not like it's just time travel in the sense that like we're, we're jumping around time and they're going through time in various different ways like there's actually like multiple timelines and multiple versions of characters like dying over and over because at one point we when he eventually kills cal we see like multiple versions of his body dead uh, he also feeds Becky herself at one point, like a, you know, some of her flesh from a previous body. She, she, he feeds her, yeah. uh, 
and then tries to have sex with her, tries to rape her, like that. Uh, yeah, looked looked like it. Yeah, um, very weird. I think that was the same. That may be two different scenes. That, that, the, the the feeding may be a separate scene from the the attempted rape, but like that that mm. those two things happen. Um, yeah. Not that Ross it, seems like he's a bad guy uh, in general. It seems like he's only acting like this because he's touched the magic rock in the middle right. of the the field. Yeah, there's something, and all like all the you, once you kind of there's a weird thing with the rock where it kind of draws seems to draw you in, and then it seems like touching it kind of makes you go crazy, and then also kind of gets him to you know want to make everyone else touch it. Yeah, it makes um, it makes it ser- it makes them serve like whoever touches it then serves the field. Like they're there to help yeah. the field capture souls or something. I don't know. <laughs> so it's a little tough. Like I mean, that's another problem with the movie is uh, I mean maybe I'd have to sit down and really think about it and try to analyze it. But I was like a little confused by the end and, you know, not everything always has to be laid out like, you know, very clearly. Uh, like I do like when, you know, there are mysteries to things and, you know, stuff seems like it has this mythology around it, but you know, I think a lot yeah. of the stuff in this, it kind of feels like, well, I don't really know exactly <laughs> what was going well, on. That's the thing. I, I think it's okay to be a mystery, but I think, you kind of said it perfect a little bit ago when you said there's just too much. Uh, because yeah. if it was just, no, there's this rock here. Let's say it's an alien rock. You know, it's a meteor. It landed here at some point recently. Mm-hmm. And all of the time and space like anomalies were all coming from it. And it was just that. And it was like, okay, that's fine. But they add this thing in where the rock makes whoever touches it go crazy. Uh, they also have this thing where uh, then we get flashes of these like tribal grass people like these things yeah. are just a bit too much and, and there's it, like a and, and there's like symbols and stuff on the rock and it seemed like there's like mm. i don't know if like there's a part of it that prophesized like um like the people coming and like uh becky giving birth and stuff so it's like I, you know that, that a lot of that stuff kind of seems like a step too far yeah like you could do a thing where okay this rock landed and it's it's causing all these effects that are they're kind of weird um <laughs> But then I suppose we have to have a villain. You know, we have to have someone who's an antagonist uh, throughout. Because sure. uh, that's the weird thing. Despite what we're talking about all this timey wimey stuff, it does a lot of it early on, and it does a couple of things near the end where some stuff syncs up. You know, because earlier on in the film, uh, Becky gets a phone call that's all garbled, that it's someone screaming, right. but later on it's her herself phoning herself. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see, um, you know, w- you know, like we're like when she gets attacked by raw she drops her purse and all that and earlier on in the film she kind of like runs into her own purse like lying on the ground there's a lot of stuff like that kind of that sort of links moments earlier on to the, the stuff later um and eventually like both cal and becky get killed uh cal first then becky yeah uh, travis fights him off but travis kind of does this thing where he touches the rock because it's the only way to figure out how you get outside. But the thing is, you, you don't want to leave after that. So he touches yeah. it, accepted that he'll never leave, just so he can get Tobin out. Uh, and the weird thing is, though, is that Tobin as a character, because that's the other thing, is after Travis has went in, we do more timey wimey where we see the family go in. So the family go in after Travis, because it's Travis screaming for help that lures Tobin in, even though Tobin's the one who lures in Cal and Becky, who yeah. obviously come before <laughs> Travis. It's, you know, so there's a whole cyclical thing the the characters arriving um but like so travis like gets him out and we do this this thing at the end where he just puts him in a certain spot in the field and it teleports him to the church that's next to the field and he comes out of the church and it's the it's the day that cal and becky arrive and travis says just whatever you do make sure they don't come in so so 
Tobin runs over and convinces him not to go by showing them uh, Becky's necklace, which she's still got. It's like a dirty version of it that's been through the maze, or the maze, the you know, the field. Field, uh, yeah. And this makes her feel weird enough that she just wants to go, so they leave. Um, although they, they, they end the character arc where, you know, she was she was actually driving to San Diego to, like, give her baby to, like, a, you know, a, some parents, some, some couple mm-hmm. that wanted a kid. And... Because uh, she's young. She's, I think she's, like, a like uh maybe freshman or like junior yeah. in college or something yeah um and i mean that's the other thing the character driver for me where travis like didn't want to have the baby and mm-hmm. cal kind of hates him for it and like now travis watched redemption and he says i made a mistake like all that stuff and like him caring about the baby all kind of fell flat for me it felt kind of like just they're trying to give the character some mm-hmm. sort of actual story and it just didn't really kind of feel like it worked especially when there's a weird accusation at one point where Travis accuses Cal of being in love with his sister and wanting to have yeah. sex with her. And it's like this one scene thing. And mm. I thought it, it felt right when he said it because back in the opening scene when I thought there were a couple, there was a moment where Cal kind of looked at her in a weird way. And I, thinking back about it, I thought, oh yeah, maybe that's what that was. It was like this weird attraction. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if that's all that was there, it's not exactly a great setup for it, but at least there was something... Sure. But nothing in the rest of the movie really felt like it was. Because the ending doesn't... Like, the ending when Tobin stops him from going in, he's just like, oh, so we're going to drive back then. And she's like, yeah, I've got my family now. I'm going to keep the baby. And they drive back. It's just like a happy ending. It's not like... It's like, hey, there's still this weird thing where he wants to screw his sister. Yeah, that that's a weird uh, subplot to introduce. Especially, like, since you said that... Uh, you know, they, they don't really do much else with it. And, you know, it would have been totally fine. Like, he can just be an overprotective brother, you know? Yeah. Like, he, like if the, you know, if this guy wasn't going to help raise the baby and stuff, that's enough reason for him to be antagonistic towards him. You don't have to add, yeah. like, this weird sexual angle to it. Yeah, because um, at one point when they find that weird like, abandoned building or the bowling alley, whatever it is, yeah, and yeah. the two guys are up in the roof, like, uh, Cal lets him fall... To what at the time maybe seemed like his death or at least like an injury where he couldn't come come with them, and don't get me wrong, it's not Cal just being evil. Like he hears the because there's constant whispers coming from the field where if you ignore them you'll be fine, but he kind of listens to them for a second and it, it's sort of it's implied that that's what makes him drop him. Like it's like no that that makes him evil for, for like a, a second or he's getting more evil because of the whispers. Um, so maybe Cal at the end's fine. You know, Cal who never goes in the field is actually a decent guy, and he's not incestuous. He's he's just normal. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, uh, like that stuff aside, though, I don't really have um, actually too much like gripes with the ending. Like, um, I think the stuff with Tobin, uh, you know, it is fine, and you know, him getting them to you know not. Uh, enter the the field at all uh, i think that's like a fine ending to me um but the uh the thing i'm not like uh too fond of though is like the again the weird like teleportation thing like how he's all of a sudden just able to kind of you know like get him into the church or whatever yeah. for whatever reason well, I, I think they don't really establish much in the way of rules of how any of this like happens or ways to trick it it's like tra- like travis just knows what to do now that he's touched the rock and that's it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um the final i mean the final shot's okay where travis just kind of lies down in the field and the camera pulls up and eventually the the wind blowing the grass just kind of covers him and you can't see him anymore 
Um, yeah. I do think occasionally there's like CG grass where they do like sort of fancy things where they yeah. like, and that always kind of stuck <laughs> out to me as being weird. Like, at one yeah. point they do this thing where we didn't know who it is at the time. It turns out to be Patrick Wilson, of course, because he's the one like killing people. But the camera goes through a lot of grass and it ends in, like his eye kind of like peeking through grass and a lot of that was CG and it just it felt a little bit you know tacky and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was something that was happening you know throughout. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate because, um, yeah, some of this stuff uh, aside, I, I do think there's a, a core idea and, you know, some setting and visual stuff that I do like that you could have a, a pretty decent enough movie. Just, yeah, unfortunately, there's, you know, too many little flaws and stuff that kind of, you know, uh, take it down. Uh, again, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, I wouldn't say I was you know angry <laughs> that i had to watch or anything like i'm still slightly positive on it it's just yeah it could have been a lot better <laughs> yeah i think i think it lost me because ultimately well i like the idea of this not being able to get out and it's playing with space and, and whatever um i think the setting of the field um is just kind of frustrating because visually it, it doesn't offer anything interesting and then on top of that i like as much as I like the idea of like this like this force making it hard to like get out and like it feels like they're helpless, I think you have to do it in a very specific way, or it just feels like the script can basically do anything it wants at any time to to create whatever moment it wants. It it doesn't feel like, you know, like they have any reason to follow their own rules as writers, if that makes sense, right? It feels like sure. they can they can just like. Oh, we're just going to you know have them appear here now. Like there's a building here now because we want them to have a scene in the building, not because it actually jives with anything we've done so far in the movie. Or yeah, you know it is kind of weird because uh, on on the one hand I do agree with you that um yeah the you know repetition of just constantly being surrounded by grass does get a little boring, but at the same time when you know they do just like instantly transport to a building or something like. I didn't really like that either because I'm like, well, it, we're either always going to be in the grass or, you know, or not. Like, I, I don't like that there were times when all of a sudden uh, it's like, all right, we're abandoning the grass and we're somewhere else now. It's like, all right, because I guess, I don't know, maybe that's like, yeah, kind of like you're saying, like a rule thing where, all right, well, what are the rules? Like, obviously you can't leave the grass, but then there's also like random buildings. Like, is this inside it's the grass or is the grass teleporting them there? It just it felt if after a while it feels like okay there's zero rules to this so they're just like doing whatever they want to do next as opposed to it feeling like anything actually as as Tim has his mic, um, <laughs> so I I don't know it just, it makes it really unfulfilling to me to watch it's kind of a you know like I think Blair Witch Project handled it fairly well this idea that they can't get out right the idea that because they they just walk in one direction and they find oh wait we're back where we were shit how did we walk in a circle. It was just this minor psychological thing, whereas here it's more kind of just constant, like, oh, people are teleporting all over the place, and, um, you know, it makes it kind of rough. It's it's <laughs> it's a kind of a boring version of Cube. <laughs> that's how I would describe it. And uh, I, I think maybe one of the reasons I might be a little more positive is because I'm such a, a huge King fan, and I actually really did like the force, uh, the short story quite a bit, because sure. it did feel very uh, Kingian, and like, uh, especially like an old school King, like something like you would have read from like Night Shift or Skeleton Crew or something. Um, and in the short story, it does like, it doesn't give like 
you know, a lot of explanations. So things are still weird, but also it still feels like there are rules like to it. Mm. Um, because yeah, they're not constantly like breaking them. And, uh, I, I don't know. So, so maybe, maybe that's why I'm a little more positive on it. Cause I still kind of see the, you know, kingisms <laughs> that are present in there. I think as it is, it, it feels like the, the, the concept... Well, I do, I do think you could probably get a full movie of it. I think the concept lends itself better to, a, you know, like a 20-minute segment on an anthology movie or a 25-minute anthology episode of a TV show. You know, whatever one you want to do. Yeah. Well, uh, I was listening to uh, another podcast earlier who suggested, and, and I think this would have been, the, like, you know, the right way to do it, but uh, you could have easily had this on, as, like, a segment on the new Creep Show, which actually mm. feels like it would have worked really well on there, um, especially since you have, like, the King Connections uh, and stuff there. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think maybe something like that could have worked a, a lot better, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kobe Cap. All right. Uh yeah, uh, and you know, the, like, yeah, I, I never really cared about the characters. I never, you know, the actors, you know, obviously I like Patrick Wilson, generally speaking, um, but, you know, he, he's very much overacting in this. You know, once he starts being crazy and starts threatening to kill people and, you know, saying gruesome things and, and whatnot, it just it kind of felt a bit over the top, I guess. Um, I, I, I didn't have too much of a problem with him. Like, I, I wouldn't say uh, anyone necessarily stood out, but I didn't think anyone was bad either. I think maybe it was it was clashing a little bit with uh, the tone that I think it was going for. I, I, I feel the the tone feels all undefined throughout the film, bizarrely, and I think that's maybe something that kind of made, made instantly at the start made me feel a little bit off. It felt like this doesn't feel like it has a distinct kind of feeling to it yet. Sure, and I, I don't think it ever really did like throughout the whole film. It felt like no, it, it just feels sterile maybe a little bit sterile yeah i can see that yeah i don't know um <laughs> but that's that's basically the movie I, obviously sometimes i go through the plot a bit more in depth sort of in sequence it's hard to do with this movie because so much of it is <laughs> repetitious and it's so much of like running around the forest or not the forest sorry, the, the, the the field the field um and everything's so similar all the time that i honestly have a hard time like placing the events in order in my head of all the th- different things that that go on yeah i mean it, it is mostly just you know enter the field uh get lost from each other run into someone else get lost again <laughs> you know yell for some people get lost run into someone <laughs> it's most of the movie yeah yeah so i guess i guess we'll read it i guess we'll read in the tall grass uh timmy we give it yeah up? um and then uh, i guess uh, well i didn't really talk about it too much but there were uh, some of the other stuff that like i did like um again the um it it was a little inconsistent but there were times where i really did actually like the the visuals uh again like when it was just instances of like actual real grass like yeah there was some bad cg grass in there but when it was like just real grass and is very quiet again you just kind of hear it blowing uh, there was kind of this quiet creepy eeriness uh to it that i did like and uh, i think you know that there were times like that that i, I did appreciate um and then you know th- there's some weird stuff uh like uh yeah i i, I do like <laughs> weird things and unexplained things sometimes like uh, there were times where i felt too too much in this but then there's also stuff uh that I, that I did like like i do like the idea of 
yeah, just like this mysterious rock that people are drawn to and goes, uh, it makes people go crazy. Like that in and of itself, I, I like. And then hmm. again, like we said, it just kind of takes it a little too far and raises too many questions when it would have been nice if it's just a more mysterious thing. But yeah, because um, I, I was getting the odd impression at points actually that it really wanted her baby, but then it didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. it was weird. It was a weird it, thing. Yeah, the whole pregnancy angle seems like there maybe might have been more to that. Um, like maybe that's a, a reason why it lured them there. There's maybe something about the baby that it wanted, but it doesn't really end up going uh, or doing much with it other than, I, I guess, maybe having like some character moments, like, you know, mostly at the end, I guess. Yeah, well, she was going to give up uh, the baby, then she's <laughs> kind of forced to give it up in the in the field. So then she decides not to give it up because that's not what she really wanted anyway. Um, like... There's a little story there, but it's, it's like, not much. Yeah, and then like one scene where, uh, you know, uh, where Patrick Wilson is feeding her. Uh, at first, I thought he was feeding her the baby, but it, I guess it was just another <coughs> an old corpse of her herself that, uh, yeah, he was feeding her. Yeah, but, he tries to tell her it's grass. He's like, cows do it all the time. And I'm like, that is yeah. clearly meat. Yeah, <laughs> that is clearly flesh you're putting in her body. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, again, you know, I've, I think we're pretty negative on it, but um, I, I know I, I, there's still enough positives to me. And again, you know, maybe I'm, I'm showing my king bias here uh, and my my cube bias because I do like. Uh, yeah, I apologize, I always forget the director's name, but I, you know, I do like the director Vincenzo for the most part. Natale. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm still gonna give it a somewhat decent score. I'm gonna give it a, a five point five. Uh, so I think like. You know, if five is kind of the line between like something that, you know, between liking and not liking, I think I'm just over the line of I like it more than I would say that I, I hate it. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I can't go much higher because there's still like a lot of flaws in it. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit harsher. I'm going to go the straight four. Uh, I think it's not the worst thing ever. It's not like in the, the you know the the, the turds of the year. It's, you know, it's, yeah. like, right... it's not in the turd grass. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the turd grass. But it is, I'd say, a you know a bad movie. Uh, it, I, I found it very boring to sit through. I, I found it very repetitive. Uh, didn't really care about the characters, and uh, I had to watch it in three sittings because it was just that dull. So that's uh, where I'm at with it. So so four out of ten, a five point five. <laughs> Netflix, you're killing it. You're killing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, luckily we have Eli to look forward to. Damn it. Um, geez. Is that one that's coming out in October? Is that one that. I, uh, I oh, remember. it probably is because they usually release their trailers like close to the release yeah, they date. Do. Huh? They do. <laughs> um, oh, well. Uh, but yeah, you can let us know what you thought of In the Tall Grass. I, I imagine a lot of you have watched it because it was a, you know, it was a Netflix movie. It was easy to see. Uh, so you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments. You can like and subscribe, all the usual things. Get us on the Twitters at me underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show, we mentioned Patreon, of course, for financial support over at patreon.com slash TV. You can also support us by rating the podcast in your podcast app, Apple Podcasts being the most common one. You can give us a five-star rating, and we will uh, that will help us out because it will help, help Apple share us out more and recommend us more and stuff like that. Uh, so, so make sure you do that, uh, and also look out for other Screams episodes. This is, I think this is like day 10, this one. Um so <laughs> i know um it's funny we recorded stuff so, like uh so much stuff earlier that it feels like 
the month is almost <laughs> over, but it really has just begun. Yeah, I know. I know it's weird. Um, but we're running out of banked episodes, Tibby, so uh, we're, about, we're, we're about to be in the, the recording... Tall grass. The, tall grass, yes. Uh, so, yes. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We all like, just... uh, <laughs> The whole schedule this month is kind of like the tall grass because everything's so out of order. You'll probably see stuff with like I have, where I have like shorter hair and then uh-huh. the next day I'll have like longer hair, yes. much longer, and then <laughs> one, one episode will be wearing a shirt, then a different shirt, then the same shirt. It'd be crazy. I mean, to be fair, the shirt thing, you probably like change your shirt often enough anyway that it's not <laughs> sure it's sure. not like they know what shirt you bought that was new they just you know they see a different batch of shirts all the time yeah anyway uh let, let us know what you think and all that uh but thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time